Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Wednesday, December 22nd. Coming up on the show today, you're going to hear a lot of voices from across sports in Nashville. You're going to get a golden nugget from the guys at Club and Country, which will include general manager Mike Jacobs explaining his goals and his objectives when he goes into building a roster for Nashville SC. You're going to hear from Scott Ramsey, the president of the National Sports Council, explaining exactly what the Music City Bowl means to our community financially. And you're going to hear from Adam Vingan of The Athletic explaining just how good this Predators team has been over the last 60 games, why we should have expected it, and why we should be giving John Hines a lot more credit. If you own a home and you care about your bank account and you care about your happiness, then the Kingston Group are the people you need to know when it comes to anything any work you want to have done with your home. You want a custom rebuild, you want a whole new wing, a whole new addition talk to the Kingston Group. These are big decisions that have major financial ramifications, and there's no reason to make any of these decisions without all of the best information. This is why you talk to the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Make sure you remember the name, the Kingston Group. So Adam Vingan and I of The Athletic on the Gold Standard Podcast this week, out a day early on Wednesday, talked a lot about the Predators' seven-game winning streak only being a point out of first place heading into this stoppage during the Christmas holiday and sort of how that's happened. We laid out a lot of statistics, but it also raises a great question about John Hines and sustainability. And Adam and I discussed, should it be that big of a surprise that the Nashville Predators are overachieving as much as they are? And is it time for everyone to finally give John Hines the credit he deserves? So from March 15th of this year, which was last season, which was the first game of the second half of last season, okay. when their 27, 20-7-1 <laughs> record started in, through the first however many ga- 30 games of this year. That's 58 games. 28 games last season, 30 games this season. Okay. The Predators are fourth in the league in points percentage over that time. They have a 39-17-2 and two record. There are three teams in the NHL over that span that have a higher points percentage. Number one, the Colorado Avalanche, two, the Carolina Hurricanes, and three, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Three legitimate Stanley Cup contending teams. And the Predators are fourth. So that's the question. We've seen this team over a 58-game sample since the second half of last season play incredibly well. So I guess that goes into the conversation about expectations. Did we undersell this team at the beginning of the season? And my answer is no, because in a way, the Predators sort of undersold themselves. When, when David Poyle <laughs> made the, the mistake of calling this a competitive rebuild, and then he eventually, you know, what's the word, retracted that and called it a competitive transition. Either way, he said on multiple occasions, we are taking a step back to hopefully take two steps forward or something along the lines of that. Even management acknowledged that this team was taking a step back. So, yes, the Predators, from a record standpoint, have definitely overachieved since the second half of last season. There There are people, fans, listeners, readers, who are tying themselves in knots not to give John Hines credit for what we've seen over the past 58 games. I think we've gotten to a point we've seen we have a plenty of sample to show that John Hines has been great for this team. And this is the thing I always say 
when I have this conversation. Is John Hines the coach that gets this team back into Stanley Cup contention? That remains to be seen, even though the record, as we just laid it out, is very impressive. But for where this team was in January 2020, for how fragile this team was in 2020, January 2020, for the lack of identity that this team had in January 2020, John Hines, it was the right way. It was the right hire. You know, I, I you know, like I said, I am a water carrying John Hines apologist, according to many. <laughs> but I think we've gotten to a point where the people listening and I think it's time for them to realize that he's a pretty good coach. Is he Scotty Bowman? No, but he's a pretty good coach. And this run would not have been possible without him. So, yeah. you know, I, I just think that we've reached the point now as we approach the two-year anniversary of his hiring, which is approaching quickly, that he deserves a, a ton of credit. Think about the changes that we've seen from specific players. You know, Ryan Johansson, Matt Duchesne, Mikhail Granlund. Those wouldn't have been possible without John either. That was Adam Vingan of The Athletic explaining sort of expectations, overachievement for the Nashville Predators, and the job that John Hines and the credit that John Hines deserves starting from last season all the way through this season. This season has been way more fun than expected. The question is, should we have expected it a little bit more, and should we give a lot more credit to John Hines? If you want an entire conversation about the stoppage, the NHL, and the Olympics, and a bunch of numbers and stats, advanced metrics that tell you why this Predators team has been capable of winning as many games as it has, make sure you check out the Gold Standard Podcast out every single week right here on the 440 Sports Network. That's the Gold Standard Podcast everywhere podcasts are found. Well, it's Wednesday, and just because it's Christmas week doesn't mean we don't have some golden nuggets for you. The guys over at Club and Country, the podcast covering Nashville SC, had an awesome conversation with Nashville SC General Manager Mike Jacobs. That's right. During Christmas week, you get a long sit-down with the general manager of the club, Mike Jacobs, and the guys talked about a whole lot of stuff with this team, expectations for the season, but here's sort of his thought process on this week's Golden Nugget about how they approached collecting points throughout the course of the season. We start our year with the goal of trying to achieve 48 plus points. And we asked the other seven departments was if they can each find a way to get us three points within their department. Uh, you're now cutting the work of Gary and coaches in half. We do a preseason progress predictor uh, led by our director of strategy analytics, Oliver Miller Farrell, uh, myself and Gary sit down. And once we get the schedule, we go through each match and try to predict how many points we'll get in each match. Uh, you know, I always start off with like every game a tie because I can't <laughs> think of the idea of trying to think of losing a game. I'll tell you, I'm happy to educate you guys also because I mean, I, I think it's a misconception that I most don't totally understand. Uh, you know, uh, so I start because it's hard to pick your team losing a game. Uh, mm -hmm. But I can tell you, like when we drew away to Real Salt Lake, I walked in the locker room fist pumping. And yeah. when Gary was upset because he thought they, they, they could have gotten three points, I turned to him and said, this is the first game we had in our predictor. We actually predicted zero points going in. Okay, so it was the first game we had that year where we actually got more points uh, achieved than we predicted. That was Nashville SC General Manager Mike Jacobs on the Club and Country podcast with Wes Bowling and Tim Sullivan. If you want to hear the entire interview, which I highly recommend, it is a fantastic podcast. Make sure you go check out this week's episode. That's Club and Country out everywhere podcasts are found. Scott Ramsey is the president of the Nashville Sports Council and in charge of the Music City Bowl. And we had a conversation with Scott on Lamestream Sports Podcast out this week, also ranking every single 
episode that we've done in 2021. Very self-aggrandizing. But we had a chance to talk with Scott about the finances of the Music City Bowl, what it means to the city to have Tennessee in that game, some of the different decision-making processes that they they have when they make a decision to select teams for their bowl game. And he had a chance to explain what it meant to the city financially last year to not have the Music City Bowl. You know, we've been averaging around 17, 18 million in direct spending. Um, so, I mean, I guess that would be the number I would throw out at you over a 20, 22 year average. Um, you know, I, I think it was more emotional than anything. I mean, probably the hardest three or four days of my career being here since 1995. If you think about it, you know, that we didn't know our team till December 20th uh, because of the, the rescheduled games because of COVID. So we know the team's the 20th. We had condensed the, the, the time where the teams were going to come, stay at Opryland one night, play the game, go home. Teams wanted to play. Players wanted to play. We wanted to kind of feel like we're back. Um, downtown bombing happens Christmas Day. A horrific, a horrific event in Nashville. There was a lot of thought about, well, should we even move forward with the game? Should they come? Should they travel? Is it safe? Is it okay? It's right across the river from where they're going to play. They set up the TBI, FBI system over there. So there were a lot of things there. We kind of worked past that in the next 48 hours. And then, unfortunately, uh, you know, Missouri called and had enough COVID cases they couldn't play. So that that was a really difficult window uh, of time. So to be able to bounce back a year later and hopefully have a full stadium and a full city and a lot of energy and atmosphere – um, I think is really exciting. And that, and that comes from both sides, Purdue and Tennessee. They're excited about coming. And uh, we're hopefully getting COVID in the rearview mirror and we kind of move forward. That was Scott Ramsey, president of the Nashville Sports Council and in charge of the Music City Bowl. Again, Music City Bowl tickets on sale all over the place. Go check it out. Tennessee-Purdue, going to be a great game. And if you want to hear the full interview and find out what the most popular episodes of Lamestream Sports were in 2021 – Make sure you go check out the Lamestream Sports Podcast this week out everywhere podcasts are found. The 440 brought to you every single morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm, and it's award-winning, I might add. So, proven process, over 10 years in the market of success, taking care of people's homes, dreams, and equity. Make sure you give them a call. BuildKG.com is the website. Talk to the Kingston Group. I promise you, you will benefit. Thank you guys all for listening. Please share the show and make sure you check out the YouTube page, 440 Sports, as well. We're starting to throw some content up there. Want to make sure we're diversifying, so make sure you check that out. Please rate, review, subscribe for this show. We really appreciate that. My name is Braden Gall, at Braden Gall on Twitter. We are here for you all week long on the 440, so don't go anywhere, folks. Even during your holiday season, we are still here. Thank you guys all for listening. This has been the 440 for Wednesday, December 22nd. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.